Kyle McCord or Devin Brown? We have talked all offseason about the QB battle at Ohio State and the competition to be named QB1 at Ohio State ramps up today as fall camp begins. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes for Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Thursday, August 3rd in the year 2023, and I want to thank you for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. During today's episode, we will discuss storylines that will be going throughout fall camp and today's all about those on the defensive side of the ball but first fall camp is here maybe you call it training camp whatever it is it's the final preparation for the Buckeyes as they head into the 2023 college football season I am excited I am hyped about the opportunity that is in front of Ryan Day Brian Hartline Jim Knowles and the other coaches Cal McCord, Devin Brown, JT Toymalowow, Mind Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr., and others. I am excited about what can happen from the Buckeyes, what the Buckeyes can do in 2023. The excitement is something that's been inside of me for quite a long time, but as we think about camp starting today and what this means for the football team, the final preparation for the season, and the few scrimmages that they will have over the next few weeks, there's one thought. There's one thought still in my mind, and I think it's a perfect thought for today's show. Who is going to be the starting quarterback for the Ohio State Buckeyes in 2023? I think it's your question. It's my question. It's Ryan Day's question. It's Brian Hartline's question. I I think that they have a thought about who it might be, who might have the upper hand, who might be named QB1. But ultimately, I don't know if they truly know uh, when they'll be able to announce that make that statement and announce who it's going to be. I just don't know. Regardless of what they know or what they think right now, the battle heats up today between Kyle McCord and Devin Brown. I don't want to tag them and say, oh, it's a competition like they don't like each other. They're not guys. No, they're teammates. Regardless of who wins the battle, they are still going to be teammates. And I think that is something that is very pivotal. Uh, And Ryan Day understands that. But also, I think there are two guys that no matter who wins, Devin Brown, Kyle McCord, I think Buckeye fans are going to be A-OK with who is named the starting quarterback and what the offense will be, no matter if McCord or Brown is the signal caller for the Buckeyes in a few weeks. Ultimately, to me, when you say ramps up, heats up, that's all true. But I think things are going to get really, really, really intense if after the first scrimmage, Ryan Day has not announced internally who the starting quarterback is going to be he may do it he may not do it publicly but internally if there is not a leaning either from him or Brian Hartline or Corey Dennis or any other players or the quarterbacks if they're not leaning one way or another after that first scrimmage buddy that talk about things getting ramped up and heating up today it's going to be a lot hotter if after that first scrimmage day is like I don't know who my guy is I don't know if it's Brown. I don't know if it's McCord. Ryan Day said at Big Ten Media Days, and he also said yesterday when talking to the media, 
kind of a preview to fall camp. He said that he would like for someone to emerge within the first two weeks of fall camp. I'm with him. Okay, I would love for it to happen too. Ultimately, I would love for it to happen at the end of spring practice so you could know, hey, it's McCord or Brown and ride with that guy throughout the rest of the offseason. I... There's a thought that says maybe Ryan Day held out in naming the starting quarterback to preserve, and so he didn't lose one of the two guys during the second transfer portal window being open in the offseason. Okay, like, I'm not naive to that. That is a thought out there. But also, there's this thought. The battle was so close and so intense, and sometimes neck and neck, Ryan Day couldn't make a decision. Ryan Day could not say who the guy was. Even back a couple years ago when a Stroud C.J. Stroud versus, I believe, Jack Mill III. I think a lot of people realized it was Stroud's game, and Stroud was going to win that battle all offseason, even though he wasn't, na- he wasn't named QB1 until fall camp, probably first around the same time that they plans on making a, an announcement about it here. This season, it was kind of an easy thing that Stroud was the guy. I don't know if that's the case right now, at least in Ryan Day's eyes. But for him to make the same statement, it's good coach speak, honestly, and probably reality that this his timetable to make the announcement or decide who QB1 is going to be, at least for someone to emerge, is coming up soon. He would love for it to happen quickly. If it doesn't, does Ryan, do Ryan Day, Brian Hartline, Corey Dennis, and the other offensive coaches let this thing ride out into the regular season? Okay, maybe. But what are you going to do? Do you got to play two quarterbacks against Indiana? You could probably start either one and win the game. Are you going to play two quarterbacks against Youngstown State in Western Kentucky in hopes that somebody emerges as the starting quarterback going into the game against Notre Dame? How are you going to figure this thing out if it goes into the regular season? That's my question, and I don't have the answer for it. Like, I would love to come on here and say, here's how you do it. Here's the answer. Uh, Jay went into his lab and uh, got a pen, got some paper. And just started jotting stuff down and scratching, throwing paper away. Oh, that don't make sense. So let me go back to that. It didn't make sense 20 minutes ago, but it makes sense now. I, your boy don't have all the answers. And I'm part of you wonders if Ryan Days does as well. You want to say, well, it worked for a certain team, our rival, a year ago, but they also had a cupcake schedule and didn't open up against a Big Ten opponent. That's reality. Also, if you go into a season planning to play two quarterbacks, I saw what the Buffalo Bills, well, that team was not even going to win a Super Bowl, but I saw what the Buffalo Bills, and uh, when I was uh, Doug Flutie, and I forget who the other quarterback was, when I was a kid, and I'm like, why are you playing two guys? Okay, cool, it's fun. But reality, it wasn't conducive for the Bills to be successful. Buckeye fans saw it in 2015. No, no, nobody wants to repeat that season. Not just, uh, and I was reminded about Ezekiel Elliott calling out the coaches after the Michigan State game making the statement public, okay, cool, we don't want that, but also we don't want to see the, a repeat of the QB competition and, de- and debacle and fiasco that was the 2015 season. What do people want to see? Really good quarterback play. What do people want to see? A quarterback that is good, that is good at leading the offense, knows what to do, and handles every situation properly. Cal McCord versus Devin Brown. The battle heats up today, and trust me, this is a topic we're going to be talking about probably every day until someone is named QB1 for your Ohio State Buckeyes. Coming up next, to talk about offensive storylines for fall camp yesterday. Today's all about the defense. Which one's the first topic on my mind? We'll find out next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. 
in jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's easy and free to create a job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Once you create your job post, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making Locked on Buckeyes your first listen every single day. This week starts something that we have not done in two months here on the show, and that is have five shows a week, five days a week. That is what we do here at the Locked on Podcast Network during the season. Had a two-month offseason, but the show is back five days a week for your enjoyment. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, the Odyssey app, or even on YouTube so you get easily you can easily access Lost on Buckeyes every Monday through Friday. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, smash the like button on this video, and hit that bell so you are notified every time a new video goes live. Locked on Buckeyes is a part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Storylines going into fall camp. They are something that I think if we put a poll out there, you may say you have your own thoughts, you have your own opinions as far as very important storylines for the Buckeyes going into this portion of the offseason. Some of yours on defense are probably going to be the same as mine. A day ago, I started, and the first topic it was easy. It was a topic we started today's show with. Who is going to be the, the starting quarterback for your Ohio State Buckeyes in 2023? That was the easiest way to kick the show off today, and I do believe yesterday. That's not only the most important storyline going into fall camp for the offense. I think for the entire team, that is the most important storyline. Now, I don't have time to go through all of the storylines that are in my head for Ohio State's defense going into this portion of the offseason. However, I do believe that the first one on my mind will start up front. It's a guy in Jack Sawyer who many people believe will be the consistent starter opposite JT Toy Malowal for Ohio State's defense this year. I don't know if that's the case. My question is, who is the consistent starter opposite to him out on Ohio State's defensive line? Ryan Day made a statement about Kenyatta Jackson Jr. at Big Ten Media Days, and I'm sitting here like, if this is true, now, if this is true, and we see not just the looks of Jackson Jr. on the football field, but the level of play that you want from a starting defensive end at Ohio State, we could see Jackson Jr. go up and above and supersede and be um, the other starting DN opposite to him a little while for the Buckeyes defense in the fall. As much as people love Jack Sawyer and as much as people want him to be successful, because I want to say I want him to be successful. I don't want Sawyer to come out here and to be a guy who thought he was going to be a starter Then all of a sudden that didn't go the way that he thought it was. I want him to be successful. I want him to be an elite because I think the Buckeyes need another elite D end opposite to him a low while. 
for the Buckeyes defense to be all it can be in 2023. But ultimately, Ryan Day said Kenyatta Jackson Jr. looks like an NFL player. Now, is that by the eye test? Just walking, like walk off the bus, oh, that guy plays in the league. Or is it the eye test uh, getting off the bus, but also on first down, second down during a scrimmage or during an uh, individual period during practice? One thing about Ryan Day when he makes these statements, they're not coming from a place of uh, ignorance or someone who has not been there at the next level coaching. Spent a lot of time coaching in the National Football League before coming back to college. And lo and behold, what do we see? Or what did Ryan Day see? He saw guys in the NFL every single day. He knows what it looks like to be a defensive end in the NFL. He knows what it looks like to see a DN practice day in and day out. The guys that can make it and the guys that can't make it. He knows about all this stuff, which is why when Ryan Day makes a statement about Keanu Jackson Jr. looking like an NFL player, it gets my attention. Also, I'm also not going to come out here and say that Jackson Jr. is going to be the guy to start for the Buckeyes. I need to see it with my own eyes with him on the field before I say, give me Jackson Jr. over Sawyer as Ohio State's other starting DN opposite of JT Toy Malowal. The next one, let's go front to back. The next one's about the defensive tackles. It, we know Tyleek Williams and Michael Hall Jr. are the guys. They are going to be starting. Tywon Malone and Ty Hamilton, they are the backups. Do the, do, the, do the Buckeyes do a 60-40 rotation where the starters play 60% of the snaps and the backups play 40% of the snaps at D-tackle? Or do we see a rotation where it's your top guys are playing 75 to 80% of the snaps and the, uh, and the backups are playing 20 to 25% of the snaps? Do we see that rotation? Because I think that 75 to 80% of the snaps being Michael Hall Jr. and Tyleek Williams, I think that's what the Buckeyes need. Like, no more of this nonsense where your top guys are not playing consistently or playing more than the older guys on the on the team. Miss me with that. Forget that nonsense. That is not wise coaching. I don't want to come on here during the season and say, well, deja vu. Y'all hear me say that, that phrase all the time because it seems like over Ryan Day's tenure, deja vu is something that we get over and over and over. That feeling of, I've seen this before, not again. I've seen this before. This reminds me of something that happened in the past during Ryan Day's tenure at Ohio State. I don't know, man. Hope not. But ultimately, give me Mike Hall Jr., give me Tyleke Williams, 75 or 80% of the snaps, and I'm good. But do we see that? Now, this is a fall camp storyline, but this is also something we will not be able to answer until weeks four, weeks one through four, five, and six, and starting to real, really realize and understand the rotation that Larry Johnson is putting out there for Ohio State's D defensive tackles another one is that linebacker it has nothing to do with um who who will start for the Buckeyes in the season who is your third linebacker I think the top two are easy Tommy Eikenberg and Steel Chambers who is your third linebacker because some say right now we're even in fall camp excuse me spring, spring practice that Cody Simon was a three and CJ Hicks was behind him and I've been on the record they talk about Jackson Jr. looks like an NFL player when I see C.J. Hicks out there playing football, when I see him walking around and just moving, he looks like a like an Ohio State linebacker, the kind of guy that you want, that you have been longing to see just by the eye test of him walking around. However, the eye test only gets you so far. The eye test can help you get, get picked up at a pickup game at the gym where somebody says, hey, man, we got next, but you need um, you need, you need need a five. Like, you got there, you need, you need four more players. 
You look over there, you see that guy. Hey, hey, bro, you won't, hey, we got you. Ain't seen him put up a shot. Haven't seen him run. Haven't seen him dribble. You haven't seen him do any of the fundamental parts of basketball. All of a sudden, a pickup game where I can look at you and say, ooh, I want you on my team. You're going to be that guy. I think CJ Hicks checks off numerous boxes just based off the eye test. But ultimately, that only gets you so far. Cody Simon's great in a third piece. I think Hicks can play middle or outside. And I think that's something that's pivotal for Jim Knowles' defense, James Orgitis, the grad assistant, uh, linebackers coach for Ohio State. I think that overall, we may see C.J. Hicks as the third linebacker, maybe even coming out of fall camp, because there will be times the Buckeyes need to use three LBs on the field. Will it be Simon? Will it be Hicks? That's literally two be determined one more thing quickly do the Buckeyes use the jack position this year and if they do how often do they use it tried it a year ago maybe Jack Sawyer didn't really work that well I would have said maybe uh use another player on the field um I I I have been on the record you don't want to have a DN linebacker um a guy who is more of a DN than linebacker being your jack position versatility and being able to move and swiftness on the field and being able to move in open space and understand how to act activate your body and move around in open space on the field don't think that was a wise decision is it mitchell melton probably do they need him that as well is to be determined got a few more storylines going into fall camp they're all about ohio state's defensive backfield i can go position by position and talk about things that are on my mind about this unit what's on my mind we'll find out next on Locked Up Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by Billiards Plus. Billiards Plus has the best selection of pool tables, game tables, shuffleboard tables, and more. And the best service in Central Ohio. Billiards Plus also can set you up with a brand new top-of-the-line grill that will last for generations. We all know how hard it is with the supply chain issues this year and getting certain things shipped on time. So when it comes to ordering that one big gift, for someone you love, check out Billiards Plus. They have exactly what you are looking for. Billiards Plus carries the best pool tables from Brunswick, Ahasen, Canada, Billiards, and more. Plus, top-of-the-line grills from PK, Napoleon, Memphis, and LaGriddle. That will be the last grill you own. Seriously, these grills stand the test of time. No matter the season, Billiards Plus has you covered for all your indoor and outdoor entertainment needs. Visit their showroom on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Check them out at billiards-plus.com. Billiards, billiards Plus, family-owned and operated for generations. Storylines for Ohio State's defense went through some D-tackle, D-end, went through some for the linebackers. I'm going to mix in. I put the, the jack position in there, even though it's a hybrid. I put them over with the linebackers because you want a guy who can be better uh, even off-ball a little bit. In a two-point stance, most defensive tackles and defensive ends are not good off the line of scrimmage in a two-point stance, which is why I grouped it with that unit. However, when you go to the defensive back room, you got numerous guys at every position, not just corner. Now, I do we know Denzel Burke's going to start. Now, I'm not going to come in here and say, is Denzel Burke going to be the starting corner for the Ohio State Buckeyes? Buddy, if he's not, I think we got a lot of problems on our hands. So I do think Burke is going to be that guy. If I go corner and then nickel corner or cover safety, whichever one you want to use, 
and then go to the other safeties. I call call them strong and free. Ohio State uses other uh, terminology for those positions. Let's go to the corner position first. On the outside, I have been on the record, and I'll say it now. I said it in the offseason when I predicted Ohio State's depth chart week one. I think Davis and Igbenosin is going to be your starting corner opposite of Denzel Burke. But a storyline to watch during fall camp is, is the other corner, is it Davis and Igbenosin, the Ole Miss transfer, who did a phenomenal job playing a year ago for the uh, for the Rebels, or is it Jordan Hancock, a guy who has been around the program for a while, battled injuries, but also has been working and grinding for this opportunity at the Ohio State University. Is this a battle between Igbenosin and Hancock that'll be as heated as a battle between McCord and Brown or Sawyer and Jackson Jr. or Henderson and Williams? I mean, there's so many battles going on, position battles at Ohio State. I think it kind of blows my mind when I think about just position by position, how many position battles we have going on. We mentioned quarterback. Even though Henderson and Williams are still really healthy, healthy and really good, and they both played a lot of ball at Ohio State, I still think in many people's minds, those are the top two guys, and no one really knows who's going to be the starting running back at Ohio State. Also, center, Carson Hensman, Jacob James, Vic Cutler, battle, left and right tackle, Josh Fryer, Jimmy Simmons, Taylor Tishabola, Luke Montgomery, battle. Now, I don't think it's a battle for receiver. I think as much as I would like to see maybe somebody else or um, play over Fleming, I think Fleming is the solid third guy. So I think the receivers, one, that you don't really see caged over. Um, Joe Royer, one and two in the tight end, tight end room, not really a battle. Not really a battle on D-tackle, a battle opposite Tui Maloa, who is the other starting D-end. Not a battle for the jack, jack position. It's more so do they use it. Linebackers, no. But, buddy, we can go quarterback, running back, center, left and right tackle. I mean, you got defensive end, battle at corner, battle at cover safety or nickel corner. Whatever, so many position battles at Ohio State. This isn't just for like third or fourth in the corner room. This is for one and two at that position. So Igman Osen is my guy. I think Davidson Igman Osen is a guy. I think he came in and he was transferring in to start. I do believe he is going to be that guy. But am I going to be proven wrong? Is what we're going to see from them over the, over the next few weeks going to show Hancock should start, not Igman Osen? Can I wait and see? Literally have to wait and see. Uh, we'll be anxiously watching and um, looking to get all the news and notes from fall camp. You can be right here locked in. Uh, we'll be providing daily updates and daily um, news in regards to things going on with position battles or uh, day calling plays or day not calling plays. That's something else we'll be talking about probably next week in regards to Ryan Day calling plays for the Buckeyes offense in 2023. Another position battle. And this one is more of a battle because of an injury that Jahad Carter suffered during the offseason. Jahad Carter is a safety transfer from Syracuse. Started at Syracuse, came to Ohio State because he loved the scheme and he likes the versatility that Jim Knowles wants from the safeties. And also, he likes the importance of Jim Knowles wanting the safeties to drive the defense. As weird as it sounds, I'm, maybe that's not the best defense. Maybe it is. I think everything in front when a defense starts up front, as much as you want the, the safety to drive things, buddy, you better, you better put an emphasis on those front four because if not, it don't matter if you have uh, three All-Americans in the back end, they won't be as, as successful as they want to be or as they could be because the guys up front aren't getting the job done. Is it Cam Martinez or is it Jihad Carter as a nickel corner or a cover safety for Ohio State? Also, 
outside of that, you got Joshua Proctor. You have uh, Lathan Ransom, who I will be, I believe Proctor is going to be the starting free safety, Ransom more the starting strong safety. Does Sonny Styles emerge and play so well that he needs to play? And if so, does that mean Proctor is going to be taken off the field or Ransom will go back to free Styles that strong? I don't think you're going to see Sonny Styles back roaming the back part of the defense. However, I think it's an easy thing. I think Ransom's more versatile, and I think he's probably more of a solid football player. We'll probably get drafted higher in the upcoming draft, and we do some more summer scouting with my guy Ryan Roberts of Rise and Draft Scouting looking ahead to the 2024 NFL draft. Ryan's already looking forward to talking about the medicals of Joshua Proctor in our summer conversation in regards to previewing next year's draft from players that are eligible to get drafted at the Ohio State University. So many storylines, man. What are yours? What are your storylines? What are you looking forward to? What are things that are piquing your interest about Ohio State as fall camp begins today? Tweet at me at jsteven07. Slide in the DMs at jsteven07 on the Twitter. Or I can't even say the bird app anymore. Like I used to enjoy saying the bird app and use it as a nickname for Twitter. X, Zeet. What are we doing? I understand like wanting to rebrand and make it different than the previous thing. Twitter was okay before. I understand you want to own it, buy it, own it, make money. Great. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I think there are things that are being fixed or altered that weren't broken to begin with. Just a philosophy that I try to abide by in my life, and I wish other people did as well. Also, Instagram. You can message me on there at jstevens07. Send your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. Numerous ways to get a hold of me. Numerous ways to connect. and. Have a conversation with me outside of the space of this here podcast. Coming up tomorrow, we will discuss the QB battle, things that went down during the first day of fall camp, and other news and notes that come out of Ohio State's first practice of training camp, heading into the week one matchup against the Indiana Hoosiers. This has been Locked on Buckeyes here on a Thursday. I'll see you next time.